Aloha and thank you so much for joining us here today. Um, we're talking today about faith and fear. Okay, so faith over fear, really. That's what we're trying to really work through and um, make some points. Now, this is just not faith over fear in business. And then it's also just not faith over fear just in your life circumstance. This is really taking your faith just to another level, digging in and finding out really who you are. When we say that we're faithful and we have faith and we have a foundation of it, um, are we really operating in that? So today what we're going to talk about is uh, specifically where is your faith or where is your focus? Is your focus on your faith or is, it, is your focus on your fear? Now, sometimes we don't have ways to, um, to really figure that out and figure out what we're operating in you know um we we look at the circumstances that we have and we look at different different situations that other people are in and we try to compare it or we look at the blessings that other people have and then we compare it with ourselves um we look at talents and gifts and just things you know that others may have or, or the way that they operate and we want to compare and we want to be like them but that's not what we're supposed to be doing your faith and my faith may be different in different areas so one thing i wanted to share was uh one time while i was in prayer um i feel like god showed me a chart and in this chart it had different areas so if you can picture a chart or a graph or you know whatever works for you um Mine was a, like a bar graph, okay? And all these different names and titles were at the top of this graph. And one was uh, finances, one was marriage, one was my children, the other was family relationships, um, another one was gifts, the other one was encouragement, okay? Um, and there were some other things, but I'm gonna focus on those right now. And what he had showed me was while I was looking at this graph, Okay, let's say that it was from one, one is down at the bottom and a hundred is up at the top. Now, if you are looking at this graph, you'd see the bar, if I'm operating high in that one area, you'll see the bar be really high, right? So I have, you know, a, a tall bar in that area. So in finances, my faith in finances, never in my life have I worried about money. I'm not saying that I've always had it. I'm saying I never worried about it um, I just always knew that certain things would be taken care of and I just have that faith in that area I don't I don't waver on it I don't know I don't know why that is about that why I'm so strong in my faith in that area but thank God that I am okay so my bar was set really high you know let's say it was at least at least 95 because nobody can be at a hundred percent faith right or can we then the next area, let's say it's my children. Oh, I have great faith in my children. I know that they're going to do amazing things. You know, even when they don't have faith in themselves, you know, moms have faith. So my faith, again, my bar was set really high, knowing that I operate really high in my faith in that area. Then there was another area, and it was my marriage. And it was what God was showing me. And, you know, and I'm being really truthful in sharing this to you, um, with you, because I believe that people need to hear it. You know, you have great faith in so many different areas, 
but there are some faith some areas of faith where we lack and in my marriage my faith in my marriage was one of the places that I lacked and it showed that my bar was a little low you know and I, I just thought okay all right Lord you know I hear you I see you all right I see what you're trying to show me and then there was two more areas you know that um, my bar was set really high then another area self-confidence self-image and the bar was low and so I kind of sat back and I thought you know what that's right he, he's he's really he's really on point with that of course you know he, he's God but for me to see this he's, he showed me in ways that I need to see that I understand and um, in this I needed to see because I thought oh you know my faith is operating full right well when I looked at this and I just took a step back and I kind of took notes on myself you, you know on what I was what I was seeing and what I was hearing I took these notes and I had to sit back for a moment and I actually shared it with my husband I shared it with my daughter you know and the thing is is when you focus on the problem the problem gets bigger right we hear it all the time in our um, like today I'll share you know um, mama Pam like that was awesome she was so on point you know you need to step into what you what you know you have and um, boy I, I just need to add her her live to this to this unit <clears throat> excuse me because it was it was just on point and uh, when you know and you have this firm foundation of knowing there's nothing you're unstoppable nobody can tell you differently um, and people know that in certain things uh, that's how I am that's how I operate you're gonna try to tell me you're gonna try to convince me and it ain't there ain't, it ain't gonna work I just know that I know that I know and I'm gonna go for what I know and so with that being said you know those two areas you know I have been working and I've been having a little more faith and trust and working on things that I can control and things that I can't control now moving on to um, moving on to uh, let's say business and how do you have faith in business right well business it's scary many people do not start their own business because of what because of fear the fear of not knowing how no I got notes I've got notes here Fear is the absence of faith. You cannot operate in both at the same time. You just can't. It's not possible. It's like having light and dark uh, at the same time in the sky. You just can't do it. Um, why? Doubt. Doubt and worry creeps up on you. You start thinking, I can't do this. Who am I to think that I can do this? Why Am I even qualified to do this? Who said that I, why should I even think that? You know, that's a lot of doubt. Or you'll be going based off what others are telling you or have told you. You still got those things repeating in your mind saying, you can't do that. You'll never amount to nothing. Who are you? You know, you're meant to be this or you're meant to be that. Or I want you to be this and I want you to be that. You're not operating in what you know that you are called to do or what you have just this, this overwhelming feeling to know that that's what you should be doing and act upon it 
Most times we operate in fear. Those of you who attend college, right out of high school, um, my daughter did. And I believe, you know, it, when, you're, when you're coming out of high school, you're in this position where, oh man, you know, I'm, I've been living with my parents and they've been providing for me all this time, you know, for those of you who don't work two and three jobs already, you know, as high school students, your parents provide for you. Therefore, they say you need to go to college. Most times parents will say, you know, and shame on us, you go to college and I'll continue to, you know, keep you on my medical and I'll continue to provide you this and maybe I'll get you a car or, you know, the bribes come in. Well, parents, we got to stop doing that. We have to let these kids operate in and start to learn in life where they want to go. Um, I know so many, I didn't go to college until I was 30 years old. Um, actually, I attempted it right out of high school um, because of a friend's family, but um, life had other things for me. You know, I wanted to be a, a young mama, but, you know, at 19, having kids, you know, what do you know? But I'm blessed. I, I always wanted to, and that's, that's something that I did know, and I was blessed to do so. So by the time I was 26, 26, yeah, 28, I think I had all three of my uh, older children. And... When my youngest went to school, I decided, it, it's so funny, the, the points in my life where I just decided, without even thinking, I didn't know where I was going to get money uh, for college. I didn't know how I was going to get back and forth to college. I didn't know that there was even online classes at the time. You know, um, it all worked out. There was a program available that fell in my lap that a few of my friends were in, and I didn't even qualify for that program but the advisor was an angel, accepted me in. I doubled up on everything and finished all the way up into my master's in the amount of time that it takes for people just to get an associate's, not even a full bachelor's degree. So that's not giving me any props. I'm just, that's all God. And that's just because I decided and I knew what I knew that I needed to do I didn't think of how, didn't worry about how, didn't worry about all these other things. I just decided, picked it up, told, told the advisor that I will do this and this and this, did it, and it's done. Finished college at 33. And it was amazing. It was so amazing. Now, I look back at certain points in my life, and I know that the times where I just decided to do something, and I knew it, and I didn't even think about it, I succeeded in those areas. It's the places in my life that I started to waver, started to get doubt, started to hear what other people's thought, uh, other people's uh, comments, their their thoughts of me. Um, they it started to take a toll on my action, right, and my belief. But I tell you this because I believe it so much. Who you surround yourself with is so important. It's so important. And if you're not surrounding yourself with people who have great ideas, who think on higher things, who are positive, who don't want to sit in negativity, will still let you ramble on about the things that's going on in your life, but will also tell you straight and say, hey, you're getting a little too, you're getting a little too down for me, all right? For you, not even for me, but for you, you know, I see that you're focusing really on the circumstance. Now, yeah, let's go ahead and if you, if you pray, let's pray. 
You know, if you praise, let's praise. Start to follow through with positive things. There are times where you do need to just vent, but you also have to take that because if you're a venter and you stay in that, that, that mode, you know, that, that negative aspect of it, then maybe you shouldn't vent sometimes, you know? Um, if you're always looking around at people and you're seeing that they are not up to par with where you're thinking that people should be up to par and you're going to complain about it, maybe you need to remove yourself. Maybe you might be the thing that is preventing others from, from rising up. You might be that negative thing. You ever think of that? So it's not always, uh, you know, we see all these posts online and they say, you know, um, if people aren't supporting you, you know, delete them from Facebook, from Instagram, or stop following them or whatever it is. But you also got to know that you might just be that little thorn you know, that's preventing others from moving because you have, you have this great fire, but you're not doing anything with it. Um, one of the, the instructors I had, she's a professor now, she had told me, she said, you know, one thing that I've always noticed in people was their potential. And I was like, yeah, I said, but you know, um, I had told her that I had this revelation that that uh, potential, <clears throat> excuse me, is nothing unless you do something with it. Okay, let me say that again. Potential is nothing unless you do something with it. What does that even mean? It means that you could have all this greatness in you, but nobody's going to be able to see it. You'll have a few people like, say, me or someone else who can see past what you're showing people up in front of you, but that don't mean anything. Your potential is something that should be acted upon. Your potential is something that is there and only you have the key to bring it forth. You can have anybody talking to you and speaking positive to you and, and encouraging you and saying, yes, you got this and you're great at this and this, look, this looks like it could be your talent, it's your gift. And girl or, or, or boy or whatever it is, you need to get moving on this and that. But, you know, it doesn't mean anything. If you don't have faith in yourself, you don't believe, you don't have a foundation, you just don't have that fire, you don't have that belief in yourself, that confidence, that potential is nothing. You could potentially be the president of the United States. But if you don't do anything to get there, if you don't act on that potential, it ain't nothing. You could potentially be the fittest man or woman on earth. But if you don't act on that potential, it don't mean squat. You could potentially be the next master affiliate in, in our company, but, right? You get what I'm saying? You could potentially be something. So what I'm asking you today is, what is the things that you feel you have the potential for? And if you have the potential for those things, get out of your fear and face those fears. When you face the fear, it eliminates it. You face the fear. The thing that I have to conquer is rejection. And I just heard a training the other day about uh, this guy who, uh, actually my daughter, she went to the uh, Global Leadership Summit, summit uh, down here at the Croc Center and she had shared with me that one of the speakers there was saying that rejection was his thing like he, he just, wow, he just couldn't handle it. So what he did was he, he did this thing called go for no, okay? 
go for no. And you hear it a lot. When you're in network marketing, you are going to hear this a lot. And I, I know this is going to resonate with some of you. Go for no. That means if getting a no is the thing that you despise and you're afraid of, you need to go to hear the no. So what he did, he saw this 30-day challenge. And uh, it was to go out and seek no's from people. Go for no. Now you, hear what, now you know what that means. Well, when you go out and you try to get no's, then you're not going to be so afraid of them. So he did it for, for two straight weeks. And in fact, instead of a 30-day challenge, he did a 100-day challenge. But what he noticed <clears throat> was after the first two weeks of seeking no, I mean, and he would ask some outrageous questions. Hey, hi, my name is so-and-so. Can you, can you give me 100 bucks? People would be looking at him like, no. <laughs> You know, he went and asked questions that he knew he was going to get a no for. Pretty trippy, right? I just, I love it. And so uh, what he did was he noticed after two weeks, two and a half weeks, he started to get yeses. Can anybody think about why? Why would it be that after two weeks of no's, he started to get yeses? His thick skin started building. He wasn't moved by the no. He was more what? Say it with me. Confident. He was more confident in who he was, who he was becoming, because he was no longer afraid of rejection. And people would, people would see that. And they would hear it in his voice and they would see it in his posture. I know a lot of you have been seeing on some trainings or, or, or people speaking about posture lately. Well, posture is not just you sitting up and, you know, sitting upright, shoulders back. It's a matter of who you feel you are. And so walking confidently, speaking confidently, um, doing whatever it is that you're set out to do, you're doing it confidently. Um, that's part of posture, you know, not looking down, not, you, you know, it, it's, it, it, when you look at someone, it, it speaks to you and you're like, wow, this person is really confident. Do you want to follow anybody who is constantly looking down, always stuttering, you know, or not knowing what the, the plan is or somebody who's not consistent or maybe somebody has a different method than somebody else and it doesn't work for you so much, but this person just seems much more confident, you're gonna end up following that person. Even though that the, other, the other person may have the methods that you like better, you're gonna follow the person that is more confident because he has overcome the fear. You see that? The fear. Now, faith is, is knowing, and we talk about manifestation a lot, and faith is knowing. It's knowing what you have in your future. It's seeing it. You're working toward it. You have faith is action. My husband, when he preaches his sermons, he's always talking about, you know, faith has to have, um, faith is belief with a corresponding action. So that means you just can't say, yeah, oh yeah, I have faith in that. You actually have to move forward with something. You have to have an action that follows with that faith. So like I said earlier, you have the potential to be a pres the president of the United States, but yet you just sit there all day talking about politics. Uh, don't do nothing with it. You're not joining any 
um, any type of uh, groups in the community or um, anything that goes along with that potential. Um, potentially going to be the fittest man or woman in, in, in the world. But you laying on the couch all day. You know, there's no, you know when you say it and you speak it, but yet there's no corresponding action with that. So is faith hard? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Fear, living in fear is much harder than living in faith. Okay, so um, I'm blessed that, that you joined me today. You can be here you can be here uh, physically with me, or you can be online. You can be on the podcast. Um, I'm just blessed that you chose to be right here with me at this very moment. I believe that whenever you're, you're listening to this and hearing this, um, that's the time that you needed to hear it. And um, what I want to leave you with is always in any given moment when you feel like you're starting to, to shift from um, a positive to a negative, sit back and say, okay, what am I operating in, fear or faith? You know, and just shift yourself right back. It's that quick. It's that simple. Throw on some music, shut off some music. If you need to shut off some music, you might need to shut it off. Change the channel, turn the TV off, take a walk outside. Just shift your, maybe take a, take a, I don't know, take a drive somewhere. Um, call a friend that you know is just going to be straight up with you. Don't call somebody that is going to sit in the misery with you and agree with everything that you say. You got to call somebody that's going to tell you straight, hear you out, give you some love, but tell you straight. And the thing is, is if that's what you're going to, if that's what you're looking for, because misery loves company, you can always find it anywhere. You can pop on Facebook and go find hate groups and all these unhappy people in different groups who just want to sit and complain. But see, complainers, they just go around in a circle. They don't, they don't get anywhere. It's going to be up to you to decide if I'm going to operate in faith, then I'm going to act on it. Because fear, you don't even need to do nothing but sit back in fear. But it's still harder to live in fear because it keeps you bound, it keeps you stuck, it keeps you in the dark, and it keeps you doubting, worried, stressed, angry. Now, if you want to live like that, that's your choice. But if not, take a leap of faith and those things, those potential things that you, you have in your mind, people who have told you things that, that you have the potential to be this, why don't you go back and take a look at that? Just take a, take a leap of faith and, and try it out. Try it out. I think it'll be amazing. And I think you'll be amazing. You just got to believe in yourself. You believe in yourself. I believe in you. Now you got to believe in yourself. All right, well, thank you so much for joining me. We have another training next week. Um, we're going to have them weekly 
for you here and also a weekly podcast and I'm just blessed and super excited. Thank you so much for bearing with me as I'm learning the podcast uh, recording and editing and doing the live thing as well. So um, I'm also growing. This is a leap of faith right here that I'm taking. Never before have I done uh, both a podcast and a Zoom call training at the same time. So um, it you just got to jump out, jump out in faith. All right. So thank you so much for joining me on this Monday. I hope you've gotten some kind of value from this. If you have, don't mind, don't don't be don't hesitate to leave comments. My YouTube channel will be opening up soon. It'll uh and uh I'm also on Instagram, Nicole Tomas, and I'm also on Facebook. And uh I do have a page called Aloha Works. Don't mind dropping by, leave a comment, uh topics that you'd like to hear me speak on. Um I wouldn't mind you just drop in some comments, just get in touch with me. I'm also available at info at alohaworkswithanx.com. You can email me there with some comments, suggestions, uh, anything at all. All right. And if you do need prayer, I'm also here and available to pray for you as well. So you know how to reach me um, through those pages or for my email. And um, I just want to thank you again so much for joining me on this Monday evening. You have an amazing, amazing week. Let's kickstart it off operating in faith. Aloha. Aloha, aloha. Thank you so much for joining us here on my daily dose. Today I have with me a very special guest. She is my daughter. And her name is Tazray. Say hi, Taz. Hi. <laughs> okay, so we've been talking on uh, Facebook in our Bold Faith series about um, just having bold faith. And this past week, it was having bold faith in education. And so what I did was I spoke to parents, um, you know, and um, caregivers, grandparents. If you have a child that is in anywhere from elementary to high school and even college, um, how do you encourage and support them in um, making good choices for school? So I decided to bring Tazare on, and um, I wanted—I told her she's, you know, she was really nervous. So um, I don't want her to be too nervous, but I really want her to be honest because her honesty is going to help um, other parents out there. So she's going to be a little real. So um, if you can't really, you know. If you can't move beside yourself to be able to hear, this is a middle schooler, she's in seventh grade. And uh, we won't mention the school name, but it is a local school out here in Hawaii. So um, in middle school, it's not too different wherever you are. So, all right, Tazzy, you ready? Sure. Yes? <laughs> okay. So um, one of the first questions that I was wanting to ask because um, I had a few people who are like, well, oh how gosh. do you deal with somebody in middle school? Middle school is hard to handle. Do you think it is? Are middle schoolers hard to handle? Yes, they think they're so grown up, that's why. <laughs> I think she's saying they, but she should be saying we. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, she's a middle schooler, too. No, <laughs> but yeah, okay, so you say that uh, they think that they're so grown up. Um, yeah. Why do you say that? Because like they, we deal with problems like where they think they can swear and 
they can like gossip about everybody and they, they I don't know they're very judgmental like everybody's judgmental but middle schoolers they I don't know they're just they're just very rude and not me though not me <laughs> but how different is it um for you going from even just going from elementary to sixth grade right because sixth seventh and eighth is middle school right so now you're up into the seventh grade, still yeah. at the middle school though. Mm -hmm. So how different is it from sixth grade to seventh grade? Okay, so we learn about different types of like traits and stuff, um, but it's really different because you, you, obviously you learn like different stuff and everybody goes like treat others the way you want to be treated. But sixth grade is like kind of part of elementary school still. So when you get to seventh grade, you actually have to act more mature, and not everyone's like that. So it's kind of difficult to keep up with everybody. But like, what kind of differences are in the attitudes? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so sixth grade was kind of like baby steps, but it was like the attitude in sixth grade. People were bad, but it wasn't as bad as when you get in seventh grade. Then teachers are more strict and stuff so the attitude of students kind for some people it goes down like some people it's when you say goes like, down what do you mean their attitude goes down um like they're not as rude or disrespectful because the teachers oh, okay. are more strict but some people it goes like up somewhere which is like um so they get worse their yeah, attitude their attitude is very bad <laughs> like how like what are some of the things that, that like, you're dealing with in the classroom they're not afraid to talk back to the teacher or interrupt them have side conversations when the teacher is talking and they, they roll their eyes they give attitude it's it's just mean so one of the things I just want to point out and I'm not saying it because uh, Tazzy's my daughter um, you have certain students that are in the class that they actually want to do their work um, Tazzy's actually one of them um, so when I'm gonna ask her these next set of questions I don't want anyone to get offended but I do want you to hear it you know, because we all think, you know, and, and honestly, um, it's from the feedback I get from the teachers that I know how she is in the classrooms, you know, because we're, um, you know, we're involved. I am actually a stepmother. You know, her dad is her biological father, and then she has her biological mom as well as a stepdad. So she's blessed with four parents, right? Yes. So um, we hear you know the feedback and we know that you know she performs well in school so this next set of questions that I'm going to ask she's gonna be very honest about how these things affect you know her and other students that are in the class that are really actually there to learn so Taz um, and like I said I want you to be very honest without saying anybody's names or just anything you know but um, I want to know like when when you're in class and your teacher is explaining certain things and things are going on in the classroom because you know that I'm a, you you know most people know I'm a yes, teacher yes. so I'm seeing it from the teacher point of view give it to oh, me yeah. from the student point of view because so, when I'm up in the front of the class students hide what they're doing they think I don't know yeah. but I do know so you as the student who sees these things being done how does it make you feel and what do you feel like you like how have to do or want to do it so I do want to tell the teacher most times because I can't like focus on my work that I'm doing and um, like if you're somebody who does do their work and like pays attention in class 
um, you have like I ch- I try to get like good grades, but then it's hard if someone is like on their phone in class or they're um, they're just talking to one another, having a side conversation. But I guess it affects you because um, you have stuff going on in one side of my ear. I hear the teacher talking, and then I have someone else talking in the other side of my ear. So both um, conversations are coming to me. So it's like a it's like um, overwhelms my brain. So I so yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be real real honest and say this right because you'll have some people who say oh really so you want to be a rat a snitch yeah yeah a snitch yeah so that's happening what before. causes you to not say anything to the teacher um that's a good question well as I said they're very like sometimes people can be very judgy so that's one thing but. Sometimes I actually do end up telling my teacher just so that they can fix the problem. But if I don't tell teacher, it's probably it's maybe because the problem is not like a problem that the teacher has to fix mm. or something Good I can answer, do yeah. myself. Um, or it's because it's not like that big of a problem. Mm. So that's a good answer. That's a good answer. So. Now I'm gonna ask you a real scared. <laughs> so vaping. Oh my god. Vaping gosh. is huge that in is middle school. Crazy problem. Do people vape school. around you? Um I have people have not like purposely tried to vape for me, but I have walked into bathrooms um with a group of girls or a group of girls vaping or I've saw people like try to hide it. It's really crazy. Yeah. And how do you how do you feel because you don't vape? So how do you feel? That's not good. Walking into something like that, I immediately turn around and go back to where I come from because it's kind of uncomfortable. Because you know, like I know the effects of vaping because I have a teacher here, um, my mom, and I have my I have a my other mom who's a nurse. So um, (laughs) So you're getting it double dose. (laughs) Yeah. So I know the effects, and it makes me uncomfortable that someone is gonna that something happened to someone. because um, that they don't know that or it's just they're doing it for um, popularity or because they want to be like the other kids. Mm. So it, it's like really, I don't know, it just makes you really weird inside. Do like, you know anyone who does do like those type of things, like whether it's smoking cigarettes or vaping and stuff that has done it and you know that they've done it because of peer pressure? Oh, yeah, I saw it before. Yeah. Um, one of my f- older friends, not older friends, but um, they were in, we all went to the bathroom. It was after lunch. And then uh, she actually walked in. I went after her, but she walked in first to some girls doing it in the bathroom. And then they kept asking her, oh, do you want to try? So I, I was just listening in. And then she ended up doing it, which caused her to keep doing it to this present day. But mm. you always have to, like, remind her about, like, the effects on it, like, the really bad effects on it. Good. That's a good so. segue into my next question. <laughs> so as a, as a friend, right, because uh-huh. dealing with friends in middle school is, is different than dealing with elementary. And then when you go to high school, it's still going to be different. Yeah. And then even as an adult, oh, okay. when you have <laughs> friends that have those kind of choices, do you feel like you are the friend that even if they're going to get mad at you, you give them those small reminders or are you the kind of friend that 
you'd rather just have them as a friend and just even though you know something's wrong you're not gonna say it okay so i'm so i always encourage my friends to do like um don't let anybody stop you from like what you're doing and stuff but when it comes to like vaping and stuff i i am that friend who gives reminders even if they're gonna be mad at me because it will help their health they can die if if i don't if i don't remind them so you're you're pretty concerned yeah right right so i want to know this um this just kind of pops into my mind um (laughs) because i know how it was i mean a long time ago in elementary school oh really i remember i remember certain things i was very quiet so oh yeah but so you going from like you know from fifth grade to sixth grade to Seven. middle school yeah. the friends you had in elementary and sixth grade do you still have those same friends now um quite a bit like not really because either they're in a different like school or yeah now they've moved or um i don't know like some people in middle school they turned a different they it's like two-sided people so like what do you mean explain about that so around it's called fake people so (laughs) when they come to middle school so like they can act one way around me like they can be um nice and they can like compliment me and they can be like like that and then behind my back they can be talking about me or whatever but oh yeah they're very different so yeah and how do they affect you how does that affect you when you find out that somebody you used to know has been gossiping about you. I try not to hold a grudge against people. But, but really, really, how does it make you feel? It's It makes me feel like really mad that I want to punch them in the face. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't because that's not good. That's very bad. You shouldn't. Violence is never. I learned that violence is never the answer. Teachers always explain to me that violence you shouldn't um bring that into an argument that you should talk things out but it, it makes me feel sad because like when you trust somebody then they do that it's just it, you i have trust issues like so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's it, that's what makes you have trust issues when somebody does that okay i want to ask you something that's a little bit deep Ooh, i'm okay. ready um <laughs> bullying oh, so i always see that too now kind of. um so coming from a parent and from a teacher, right? I don't see it firsthand. Oh. But you guys do. And yeah. you see it like on Snapchat, on TikTok, on on um your stories, on yeah. Instagram. It can be like cyberbullying or something. Yes. Yeah. Have you witnessed that? Um, I've witnessed like teasing and name calling like in school, like in front like it happened like right in front of me or like I can see it happening. Um, that's something I do not encourage anybody to do. I try to stand up for the person getting bullied and try to help them because they, um, it's either they're new or they're not used to, like, people's attitudes in the school, so they don't fit in that well. But I try to help them because it makes me, like, really sad because some people can be really, really mean. So, yeah. When you say really mean, what do you mean? Like, they would call them, like, they would you know people are swearing middle school so gosh so they would be like b-i-t-c-h or f-u and stuff so like yeah so like i can i sometimes i hear that when people are like walking past me and then i would like tell them to stop because that's really mean so it's really rude okay and then it leads up to this next thing so in our family you know we have been you know um affected a great deal from 
you know, suicide. Um, I have an older son oh, who attempted gosh, suicide yeah. uh, nine years ago. And this was before um, Tazzy and my second husband became a part of my family. Yeah. So they actually don't know my son prior to that. But um, suicide is huge now. Yes, and, very. Um, you know, she knows the story. She knows a bit of the story. And, you know, we shared a little bit with her. As yeah. she starts to get older, we share a little more. But um, what I want to know now is, have you heard people in your grade level talk about it? And what do they say? And what is it all about? Okay, so for my older brother, uh, first, I just want to say, I thought it was like a car accident kind of thing. Because um, I was kind of young, so I, I wanted to know we more about it. We didn't share with her, yeah. Yeah. But I hear uh, mostly, like, somebody said, like, I want to kill myself or something like that. And um, I try to tell them, like, they think it's a joke, but it's really not. Because since I have experience with it, well, my mom has told me, like, the story of my older brother. It, it makes me, like, confused of why they would say that. Because you only have, like, one life. So I don't know why you want to waste it like that. And How do you approach like, them? Has anybody ever said it in front of you, and what have you? Um, I've sat, so um, we get assigned seating, so I've sat by people who have said that. Um, it's mostly boys. I don't know why, but some boy has, like, been talking to their other friend and said, um, actually, he has typed it because he we're not supposed to talk in class, so he typed it on a computer for me, and he told me, like, why and stuff. He's, well... First, he said that um, I want to kill myself, like that thing. And then I typed, I, I was like typing to him. I told him that's really not, um, that that's really not what you want to do because um, it, it affects like not just your like family and stuff. It also affects um, like your friends and you, you can't, you're just wasting basically everything you have because then you have nothing. And did he say why? No, well, I try to ask him, but he didn't want to say anything. But he, I try to talk to him that like that's not something you should do. Then the other day he came back. Um, the next day he came back, um, feeling better and stuff. So that made me really happy because then, but I don't know what goes on at his house. But he told me he tried to before, so I was like super shocked. He told me this like a week after. Um, after I tried to know him oh. better, but I'm just glad he's here now because then it it'll make me sad that I knew he was trying to do that and I I couldn't really do anything about it except for like try to help him to feel better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What do your uh, what does the school encourage? Like, do they if address that, that? Yeah. Okay, so we do have um, programs once in school, um, either for suicidal kids. And we have uh, our counselors always encourage us to come talk to them about those kind of issues. Um, so yeah, we also have like cyberbullying programs and stuff, um, where our, our which is where our teachers it's like an after school program where our teachers, counselors they come to help us talk about that and um, they bring like parent meetings over too um, for their kids to express that to their parents. So yeah. Wow, that's a lot to handle. Yeah, in middle school. Yeah even for the person that is like talking about that kind of stuff so yeah so how do you this is gonna be my last question and we'll close out here so how do you where do you think that you get the 
I guess the knowledge and the maybe the confidence to try to make good choices when every single person around you is making some kind of choice that's outside of what your beliefs or your values like, are. What do I like? Where did you? Where do you get it from? Oh uh, well, first I I always have to pray about the choices because he uh, always has to tell me like Jesus always has to say um, if it's a good choice or. He tells, yeah, basically. But I also has to do a lot with faith and confidence in your choice that you make. So I was, I'll always, always talk about it to my mom over here um, because she helps me with a lot of that stuff. But um, I th- yeah, I think her. It comes mostly from her about me talking about those kind of choices about anything, basically. So. That's good, and so and because you have four parents. <laughs> oh yeah. Right, you got you get to go to any one of uh, of the four of us. Yeah. With all different types of questions, right? Because we all have totally different experiences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's really nice that you've got so many resources. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Oh gosh, thank you so much, Taz. Because you're welcome. That was awesome because it gives. Um, it's gonna. I believe that whoever listens to this or shares this, um, just as a parent, um, even those of you out there who are educators, yeah. you're gonna be able to get a perspective that we don't usually see. Yeah. Because as adults, we can't be in all places at all times, and even though we're involved with the social media and you know um what our kids do and their work and whatnot we just can't be the eyes everywhere that we need to be yeah um for parents try to talk to your child about like suicidal stuff and bullying stuff because um you never want that to happen to your own child and for like the children try to express it to your parents if that's something that you're trying to handle and deal with so Nice. Thank you guys for joining in with us. <laughs> Thank you so much. We hope to see you again or, or yes. we hope you join us again on our podcast. We will try to get this out every week and um, we'll have different topics. Sometimes it'll be faith filled. Sometimes it'll be business directed. Sometimes it'll just be, you know, different things that come up in life that we see people are, you know, trying to handle. And if it's relevant to us, then we're going to come on here and um, and share it with you. We hope to also have some special guests. Um, for people that we know um, around us, whether they be in church or they just be in business. Um, I'm hoping to get on some six-figure earners Woo! on here. Yes. And also some bishops and pastors. Yes. Um, guys, if you are talented and that's your gifting in certain areas, please contact me. You'll find me on Facebook, Nicole uh, Tomas, Nicole with an H. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you'll also see my page, Aloha Works with an X. Um, go ahead and just message me somehow in there um, and uh, we'd just be really blessed you know to have you yes. folks on the show so thank you so much thank you all right we'll go ahead and we'll end here guys whatever whatever you're doing in life just make sure you take it and you be confident and you just stand firm in your foundation yes all right Woo. let your faith grow all right aloha aloha bye <laughs>